to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. I'm your host, Peter Tong. Thank you for joining us today. These shows will give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And today I am delighted to welcome to the show Rafi, who was once described by the Washington Post as the most popular children's entertainer in the English-speaking world. Rafi is still performing and entertaining, but he now has a deeper connection to the children in what he calls honoring the children. So, Rafi, welcome to the show. Hello, Peter. So, I didn't, let's begin straight away by, uh, let, me, let me ask you how you shifted from being the child entertainer into having the respect for the child as a whole person. Um, tell us how the respect for the child came to be your guiding virtue and, and how it continues to play a role in your new work. Thank you, Peter. It's a delight to be with you today. I think my fans are aware that, uh, you know, all throughout my career, performing in uh, sold-out concerts in Canada and the United States, and the CDs that I made for children, young children, uh, the guiding principle was respect for the child as a whole person right from the beginning. That's uh, the value that shaped what music I chose, the tone of the musical offerings on the CDs, and, of course, the way I played with my audiences <clears throat> in concert. And now uh, that I'm no longer performing uh, for children and families, uh, now that I've evolved into what you might, you might call a global troubadour, uh, writing and singing about the major themes of our time, um, I'm expressing the evolution of my work in a philosophy I call child honoring. It is a meta-framework for societal transformation. Now, child honoring is also a way of life uh, in which we uh, care deeply for the young uh, in our midst, but it's also child honoring is a philosophy that presents an organizing principle, a central organizing principle for societal change that says that the priority needs of the very young, uh, when uh, addressed, can give us the most vibrant, uh, healthiest, most productive, and environmentally sustainable society possible. So we talk about child honoring being uh, a central organizing principle for uh, cultivating and creating cultures of peace. And, and how did this come to you in, in the first place? What, what was the realization? 
Well, it came to me in 1997 in uh, what I might call a vision <laughs> that uh, woke me from a sound sleep on a Sunday morning at 6 a.m. And I had I had been, uh, prior to that time, I had been writing various essays in which I was using the uh, adjective child-honoring to describe, you know, child-honoring society, child-honoring principles, and I was hyphenating those two words, child and honoring. And that Sunday morning in 1997, in a luminous moment, I got it that this, that those two words were the name of a new philosophy and that it brought to the world something that perhaps hadn't, uh, you know, hadn't been available before. And by that I mean a social revolution uh, unlike any in, in human history. This is what child honoring's potential is. I call it the compassion revolution because, Peter, never in human history have we had a social revolution with a child at its heart. So in 1997, the vision came to me. I knew that it was to be the work of the rest of my life to, to plant the seeds of this vision, which uh, effectively, you know, is the work of the next hundred years uh, in uh, uh, various ways in, in really uh, uh, developmentally grounding uh, this experience in all of us. Um, but I knew that I was to, to bring this forward, and I accepted it right in that moment. And uh, in 1999... I wrote something called A Covenant for Honoring Children, and from it nine principles arose that are the child-honoring principles, and uh, they offer a guiding compass for living that connects person, culture, and planet in a holistic vision. Now, we actually have uh, a soundtrack of The Covenant, and so as you're talking about it, it might be a good time to actually play that covenant. So hopefully we can get that set up. Um, do you want to do any um, explanation around that before we, we hear it, Rafi? Oh, thank you. Um, this uh, track that we're about to hear is from my CD called Resisto Dancing, Songs of Compassionate Revolution. And uh, uh, what uh, listeners will hear is a reading of my covenant uh, with uh, voices of not only myself, but uh, also of His Holiness the Dalai Lama, uh, Jane Goodall, and Jetson Pema, who is the Dalai Lama's sister, and also a Tibetan youth. Okay, so perhaps we can now listen to that track on the covenant. We find these joys to be self-evident, that all children are created whole, endowed with innate intelligence, with dignity and wonder, worthy of respect. The embodiment of life, liberty, and happiness Children are original blessings, here to learn their own song. Every girl and boy is entitled to love, to dream, and belong to a loving village, and to pursue a life of purpose. We affirm our duty to nourish and nurture the young. To honor their caring ideals as the heart of being human. To recognize the early years as the foundation of life and to cherish the contribution of young children to human evolution. We commit ourselves to peaceful ways and vow to keep from harm or neglect these our most vulnerable citizens. As guardians of their prosperity, we honor the bountiful earth whose diversity sustains us. Thus we pledge our love for generations to come. Wow, isn't that emotional? <laughs> so 
Thank you, Rafi. That's beautiful. Thank you. So, so how did you engage the Dalai Lama in, in your work? I went to see His Holiness in Dharamsala, India, where his uh, office is in 1999. It was my first introduction to the Tibetan community there and also to the children at the Tibetan Children's Village, with whom I connected uh, in a very beautiful way. They're just lovely, lovely children being taken care of uh, there and have been since 1960 when the Dalai Lama was in exile. He, one of the first things he did was he uh, asked his sister Jetson Pema to um, to organize this uh, Tibetan Children's Village, which is essentially a boarding school for all the orphans that came across uh, from Tibet um, at that time. Anyway, it has uh, prospered, and I went there both to visit the, the school and to see His Holiness, and uh, in a half-hour audience with him, I introduced the subject of child honoring. He was quite taken with it, and um, as environmentally aware as he is, uh, he was not aware, for example, of the um, proliferation of pollutants uh, to the extent that now even human breast milk has trace contaminants of uh, lethal uh, uh, substances such as dioxins and PCBs. So it was uh, it was quite a quite a an, inf- an informing and and inspiring half hour for me certainly and and perhaps for His Holiness and uh, that uh, that uh, visit led to a return visit the following year. I was invited back uh, for the 40th anniversary of the Tibetan Children's Village, and at that time. His Holiness uh, gave me another audience, which we filmed, and the ensuing conversation on honoring children became part of a DVD that I released in 2007. The DVD is called Rafi Renaissance, Child Honoring and the Compassion Revolution. And in it, you actually uh, will see His Holiness reading the covenant that I presented to him that day, and we have about a 10-minute conversation on what it means to honor the child. And I would say to your listeners, Peter, that... If they go to rafinews.com, which is my website, uh, there's a transcript of that uh, conversation with His Holiness uh, that I think is quite quite interesting. Then they can just download that for free. I've actually spent some time on uh, on your website, and there's a lot of very valuable information from a diverse range of sources. So it's, I, I would certainly urge our listeners to go to uh, rafinews.com. What do you think has, has been the the value of putting that uh, covenant together in terms of your guiding principles, in terms of your day-to-day work with the children? Well, thank you for that question. May I just uh, mention what the principles are? Of course, yes. In answering. There are nine principles. The first one is respectful love. Uh, the second one is diversity. Then there's caring community, conscious parenting, emotional intelligence, Nonviolence, safe environments, sustainability, and ethical commerce. And I think the covenant and principles, you know, give people a sense of what child honoring, the breadth of it, is all about, why I call it a holistic vision that connects person, culture, and planet. Because it's not just about how. Uh, we parent our children. It's also about what kind of world do we create for them uh, with the choices that we make in the everyday products that we buy, with the, with the choices that are provided to us by uh, the various uh, you know, design uh, companies that produce the goods that uh, 
that we are able to choose from, you know, are the technologies uh, of the day uh, destructive or life-affirming and life-sustaining? These are all very, very important questions. Um, the reason that uh, I titled my CD, Resisto Dancing, and this is the CD of motivational songs that express the child-honoring themes, is that my favorite psychologist, Abraham Maslow, said, healthy individuation requires resisting unhealthy enculturation. And, Peter, if you think about it, all our heroes throughout the ages, probably from the Buddha on to Jesus and, uh, you know, in the more recent times, of course, Mahatma Gandhi, Martin Luther King, these have been people who resisted unhealthy enculturation and found for themselves the fountain of love that expressed uh, the compassion with which we human beings can live. Rafi, we're going to have to go to break now. Absolutely fascinating comment and line from, from Maslow. Uh, we'll go to break and we'll continue with Rafi in a few moments. Peter Tung with special guest. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. What's it like? What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely. I miss my brother. I miss my brother. I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. It's pretty scary, but I don't let it rattle it's me. It's scary around here, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to get me. I'm always wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council.
the new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. And today we have with us Rafi. And before the break, we were talking about the child-honoring principles of the covenant that Rafi has developed. And I now want to ask Rafi specifically about a few of the uh, the nine covenants. So let's talk about sustainability, children, the, the first way of sustainability. What, would you, what, what, what do you mean by that? Um, I talk about child-honoring being the children's first way of sustainability in the sense that when we give uh, every newborn... Uh, the respectful love that shines, the loving mirror that activates the huge innate potential for good in the world, that child can grow in self-harmony and self-actualize as she grows and, and have the, you know, can have the wisdom to make the sustainable choices that we want to see in our, in our society. It's not going to be the endangered species that save themselves. It's going to be the human beings who have, who have, uh, put this planet in peril who can turn it around, and I think we need to start with uh, our young. Um, you know, it's all well and good to do the restorative work later on at the age of 40, you know, <laughs> to become conscious, yes. but it's far, far better, as you can imagine, uh, to uh, grow up in self-harmony right from the beginning. Absolutely. And then to me, uh, Peter, if I may say, sustainability is more than about air, water, and soil. To me, it's a code of conduct. It's about how we live together. It's how we imagine uh, a co-creative life on this planet that honors uh, the, uh, the vast mystery of life and, and, and the joys, uh, the, the immense joys that uh, are available to us human beings when we live uh, uh, supporting one another, when we live cooperatively, when we, when we live honorably with one another. Thank you. Now let's talk about nonviolence. Nonviolence, I think, is central to emotional maturity. It's central to family relations, uh, to community values, and you know, to the character of societies that aspire to live in peace. Um, it's an indispensable aspect of everyday life. And I think the physician's oath, first do no harm, can be an oath that all of us uh, take in our lives. Why should it be only physicians who take that oath? So... In my, in my mind, we can have a new mantra. Uh, first, do no harm can become a new mantra for our world. And that's when peace reigns on earth. In, in every human heart, when peace uh, is there, then uh, every community, every family, and every nation uh, can prosper. Beautiful. Respectful love. Ah, respectful love is the first... Uh, child-honoring principle, and it's interesting that it is so because, as I said, respect for the child as a whole person was my guiding value right from the beginning of my career in 1976 as a children's entertainer. 
And now with this child honoring work, with advancing child honoring as a universal ethic worldwide, it's critically important to stress that the love we give uh, to children, the love that we show one another, must be respectful love. You know, I was loved uh, dearly by my parents, but I would not say I experienced their love as respectful. It was more of a domineering love. It was at times a suffocating love. I say this, uh, you know, still feeling enormous love for my parents, and yet I'm just speaking my truth. When I was little, the love that I received was more about myself as an extension of, of my parents than it was about the person that I was. And I think with respectful love, we have an opportunity as conscious parents to be aware of our own uh, you know, processes under which we were raised and the impact that they had on us so that we don't unwittingly pass on what we experienced at the hands of our parents. Um, and I think respect for personhood, if I can put it that way, is probably the core psychological value uh, uh, the psychological tenet in this child-honoring uh, philosophy. You uh, may remember that the uh, author of Khalil Gibran, when he wrote uh, that beautiful book, The Prophet, the section on children, he said, your children are not your own. They come through you, but they are not of you. you remember that? I remember it well. In fact, I used that uh, quote uh, exactly when I did a talk in chapel at my previous school to a bunch of adolescents. And <laughs> it went down extremely well because they're all at that point of wanting to break away from their parents and become their own person. So I'm very familiar with that passage, yes. Yeah, so, so respectful love speaks exactly to this. And parenting is a very, very difficult uh, thing, of course. I mean, it's very challenging in that, we, you know, here we are as parents, uh, you know, we have the, the duty to to be the most respectful and loving guides to our young. And at times, you know, there are conflicting, uh, you know, desires, of course, but uh, there can be, I think, with, uh, with uh, the right attitude of respect for personhood, the best conditions in which the reciprocal love that there is between parent and child can flourish. So one of the other... Uh, principles is conscious parenting and and so this is very closely allied with respectful love and I really appreciate your comments about uh, a ref the children being a reflection of the parents and the way the parents indeed were brought up so how, how do we bring this shift in conscious parenting about well as, as I was saying uh, I think uh, one element is for parents to be aware of their own emotional processes and and, you know, which of their emotional uh, aspects, you know, go back to the way they were raised. It's very important for us to be conscious of our own, uh, you know, uh, for uh, the parenting that we receive so that we don't uh, unconsciously or unwittingly uh, just simply repeat uh, what was done to us or, which can be just as uh, unhelpful, to overreact so if we were brought up in very, very strict uh, circumstances, if we overreacted, we would become permissive. Well, that wouldn't be honoring the child at all, you see. So uh, a certain amount of emotional growth work as parents goes a long way in becoming aware of our emotional processes, and that can help us find the clearest avenues of communication uh, with our young, and it can help us to see them in their own personhood apart from us, that they are their own people and that in that we accord them the best respect. On the website you talk about 
pre-age four is the critical time uh, in the establishment of behaviors. Could you talk about that a little bit? Uh, you may be also referring to uh, passages out of uh, an anthology that uh, I co-edited with uh, psychologist uh, Sharna Ulfman. Um In 2006, the book Child Honoring came out. This is the anthology I'm referring to. The subtitle is How to Turn This World Around. The foreword is by the Dalai Lama. And in this book, not only myself, but uh, Dr. Ulfman and many others, um, including uh, Stanley Greenspan, arguably America's uh, foremost child psychiatrist, are talking about how influential the early experience is uh, in charting a whole lifetime of behavior. So we might say the whole emotional tone of our being as human beings is, is largely shaped in early experience. Um, in fact, there are many now in the uh, perinatal uh, psychology movement who are saying it's even shaped in uh, utero and in birthing experience itself. So there's a lot for us to look at here uh, in terms of society helping families, assisting, supporting families to create the most loving conditions under which a new human life begins its journey here on this uh, on this earth. So this isn't... Uh, uh, this isn't uh, uh, about socialism. This is about what uh, child development writer Penelope Leach, in her 1997 book, Children First, uh, said something like she said, the best parenting today is not enough without societal support. And it's that societal support that can help families in pro-child and pro-family policies to have the means to give their young the very best start in life they can. It's interesting, Rafi, that in some of the uh, healing work that, that I do uh, with my daughter, Angela, we uh, do some work with what's called hollow energetic healing, and, and some of the biggest issues people are dealing with today as adults is a perception that they gained when they were in the womb of not being wanted, being the wrong sex, whatever it is, or a, a critical illness that the mother may have had at that time. So I, I certainly know from my own personal experience in the work that we do that this is the case. Oh, that's very interesting yeah. to hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, well, it, it sort of makes sense in a way because the womb is our first environment. These are the first sensations that we have in our journey uh, as humans. So, of course, they're going to be... Um, you know, I mean, I like to say the very young are the most impressionable to family dynamics. Well, <laughs> I think even more so, you know, the unborn and, and the... the you know, we have, if you think about it, we have uh, the fetal alcohol syndrome is now well understood and we now know why pregnant uh, women shouldn't smoke or drink, for that matter, drink alcohol. Now we are looking at the emotional quality of that, uh, you know, pregnancy experience as well for both mother and the developing uh, uh, prenate. And another theme that, that's become clear to us is the impact on the older sibling of a newborn child and how there's also a real potential uh, time for that older child to feel uh, separate and disconnected from the family when the, the younger child comes along. Well, and when we keep that in mind, we can take uh, steps to include that child in very loving ways. And I, I see it actually with conscious families uh, more and more where... Uh, the three-year-old is really excited about, you know, the new pregnancy and uh, having a brother or a sister coming through. And I think that much can be done with empathy. Absolutely. 
So we're going to break right now, and I'm having a wonderful discussion with my guest today, Rafi, and we'll be back shortly after the break. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure, what's up? Um, there's this girl I kind of like. Well, if there's one thing I know, it's women. Really? Well, they didn't call me velvet for nothing. I don't get it. Smooth. I was smooth. Oh. Anyway, it's easy. You just got to impress her. Show her how strong you are. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? I don't know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt, if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, Ugh! Try it. Ugh! Ugh! <laughs> See, there you go. And you should dress up. Start wearing a shirt and tie. I'll look like a dork. No, you'll look successful. Okay. And finally, you can start using my cologne. <clears throat> the ladies love it, so don't be shy. Splash it on. Thanks, Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To find out how you can adopt, please visit our website at adoptuskids.org or call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com. Tune into Inner Speak's Soul Adventures Talk Radio Show every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern, and learn how to let go of your past and create the reality you desire and deserve, allowing your inner communication to take place more easily without the interference of our noisy mind chatter or your ego. Inner Speak's Soul Adventures with Gene Adrian, right here on the Seventh Wave Network. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tong. And today we have with us Rafi who is talking about his beautiful work with child honoring 
Now, Rafi, you've moved to Salt Spring Island, which is a community of about 12,000 people in a beautiful, idyllic setting off the west coast of Vancouver in the Gulf Islands of Canada. And there you're starting a center for child honoring, whose mission is to advance child honoring as a universal value. How will the center do this, and, and how can people help? Well, uh, I'm glad you asked about the center because it's now uh, the focus of my current uh, work to establish a physical presence here on Salt Spring, the Center for Child Honoring, from which we can engage a dynamic uh, educational campaign worldwide. Uh, the center will be a, a communications hub and you might say a training ground for a global awareness and education campaign, one that advances child honoring as a universal ethic and as I said before, as a central organizing principle for creating sustainable peacemaking cultures. And why a universal ethic? Well, there are two aspects of this. The Dalai Lama, on a number of occasions, has called for uh, a universal ethic for the world's billions regardless of religion. And I think that because children are the universal humans, because in every culture, the baby of, of every culture is the same uh, biological being, I think our essential humanity, because it's most visible uh, in children of all cultures, there is a, it's a natural for child honoring to be considered uh, a clear expression of what His Holiness was talking about, a universal ethic regardless of religion. And it excites me that the baby of every culture is the same biological uh, being because when we really, really get it uh, at a heart level, at a mind level, when we get it in, just in our veins that, that we humans and the human family are indeed connected, that uh, there's far more that we share than, than our differences are, then we can celebrate those differences rather than fear them because every child smiles the same. Every face cries the same. Every infant uh, eats the same and poops the same. <laughs> we are the same human being in infancy, and I think that can be a, uh, a cause for great uh, jubilation once we uh, viscerally understand that one, once we take it to heart. So the center is going to do the work of training the trainers who would train the consultants who would go into every sector, uh, economy, religion, uh, commerce, uh, education, especially education, uh, to help society as a whole uh, embrace child honoring and the child honoring principles. And people can go to my website, peterraffinews.com, and they can click on the Center for Child Honoring uh, white icon uh, on the welcome page, and then they can download a PDF of what we call a case for support. It's a beautiful 32-page document they can download for free. They can have a look at the board of directors that we have. And, yes, there's a way that they can help donate uh, funds to the center, and we need everybody's support, and we welcome it. And, and what do you actually see taking place at the center on Salt Spring Island? Well, I think um, there will be uh, uh, a number of initiatives. Uh, we've outlined them in our uh, uh, case for support, uh, and the initiatives uh, will be in the uh, areas of uh, innovation, education, society, and communication. Um, how do you take a paradigm shift uh, and advance it around the world as quickly as possible? You have to train the people who can then go out and communicate the vision uh, in, in the various sectors uh, that uh, they're from. 
Now, the website of the center is now being developed, so for the time being, the center is still within rafinews.com, but uh, within about a month, uh, there will be uh, a new website. The center will have its own website, and that itself will become a communications hub. And so what, what stage is the center at at this, at this point in time? We are in the active fundraising stage. <laughs> <laughs> right, good. <laughs> and uh, I never thought I would be a, 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 an active fundraiser, but, hey, you know, when the work calls to you, you do what, what's needed of you. Absolutely. I look forward to uh, uh, a time very soon when an angel donor or two are going to come forward and they're going to say, here's a, uh, a million five for the land that you want and, and a center on it. Another donor might come uh, forward and say, here's uh, uh, the $1 million for the first three years of operating funds. Or we can connect with, uh, with the hundreds of thousands of Beluga grads. These are uh, people between the ages of 18 and 35 who are out there who grew up singing Baby Beluga and who are now either having children of their own or thinking about their life to come who know that we're at a critical juncture in human history on this planet and that we do need a paradigm shift so they can help us to fund a paradigm shift uh, by supporting the Center for Child Honoring. And I think that's what makes the Center's work uh, unique, if I may put it that way, because the various initiatives that the Center will, uh, will be engaging are all in support of a, par- of a vast paradigm shift we don't feel that you can change society by, tr- by tinkering at the edges. We feel strongly that you have to have a vision of the whole of it shifting in order to be effective. Thank you. And, and uh, so please do go to rafinews.com and, and contribute in any way that you've, you see fit to this wonderful project. So you, you have a um, sort of theme song at the moment. Um, let's talk a little bit about that and where that originated from in Turn This World Around. Oh, yes, thank you. Well, it was in 2000 that I heard uh, Nelson Mandela uh, say, uh, he said uh, he, he was in his uh, uh, tour at the time uh, collecting signatures for the United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child, and he said at that time, it's not enough for, for world leaders to spout empty rhetoric, he said. What we need, he said, is to turn this world around for the children. And it was just one of those statements that really grabbed me, and I thought, well, there's a song in, <laughs> you know, in this. So I, I set about to writing the song, and I recorded it. And, you know, in November of 2001, I had the great pleasure, Peter, of uh, singing this song for uh, the great Nelson Mandela in Toronto. And uh, the recording of it is uh, on this Resisto Dancing CD, which is available from rafinews.com. We, in fact, have turned this world around, the recording that you're about to play as a freely downloadable PDF on my website. Wonderful. Now, that was, that was at uh, a university graduation ceremony where Nelson Mandela received an honorary degree, was it not? Right. It was at Ryerson University in Toronto, and he was there with his wife, Grasa Michelle, who, by the way, has a has contributed a chapter to the anthology Child Honoring, and they both received honorary degrees that day. And I've seen the DVD of that, I must say, as a, as a former school principal and been at many graduation ceremonies. I was amused to see you performing on stage and hands clapping and, and the faculty on stage not quite sure what to do. <laughs> oh, in my, and I was in my honorary doctorate clothes, right? <laughs> 
in my robes. Yeah, it was fun. It was a, it was a great moment though in what you were talking about is shifting into this new paradigm of fun and joy and laughter and love and the stuff the old academic world that really is almost <laughs> almost outdated. Well, we're all learning, aren't we? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So now we're going to listen to this beautiful track uh, of Turn This World Around that Rafi recorded uh, based upon uh, Nelson Mandela's line. We heard it from Mandela Turn this world around For the children Turn this world around He's done it once before And now we hear his call For the children To turn this world around Turn, turn, turn Turn this world around For the children Turn this world around Turn, turn, turn Turn this world around For the children Turn this world around The dreams of our young ones Born into this world Need respect and love to come alive Honoring the children is what we're here to do Now is the hour And we've got the power To turn, turn, turn Turn this world around For the children Turn this world around Turn, turn, turn Turn this world around For the children Turn this world around if every nation's leaders put their children first Care and provide for every child Each and every household could sing a song of joy And all around this planet a new light within it could turn, turn, turn Turn this world around for the children Turn this world around Turn, turn, turn Turn this world around For the children Turn this world around And the children sing Help our light to shine May we all be fed May we all be loved May the others hear Open up their hearts to this song of ours. May they do their part. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. 
There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tan left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then, time passes and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. And we're having a great time today with Rafi. And Rafi, I really enjoyed hearing that beautiful song with the children singing along with you. It's a very special emotional moment, isn't it? Yes, thank you. Uh, uh, I loved uh, having their voices on that track. So how has the, uh, the music helped with the advancing of the philosophy of uh, child honoring? Well, the, the songs on resistor dancing uh, help express musically the various themes in the child honoring anthology. They express the child honoring principles that arise from the covenant. And when I'm doing my keynote presentations, which are hour-long usually, at conferences and universities, uh, I uh, speak about the vision philosophy for the first uh, half of the program, and then uh, for, for the remaining half, I sing uh, seven uh, seven songs that express the various themes. And that that always uh, is so powerful an experience for people; it just gets them right in the heart. <laughs> you know, it just. Uh, and I, and I even have uh, a few colleagues now who, on their lecture circuits, are using some of this music in the middle of their lectures. That's brilliant. Yeah, because it's not, nothing touches the heart better, does it, than a, 
yeah. soulful music song. Yeah, great. Yeah. So is there another CD in the works? There is, actually. Um, in late September, we'll release another CD. This one is called Communion, and I think it's my most spiritual uh, musical offering to date. And it has seven uh, original songs uh, and three instrumentals um, uh, from other sources. And I'm quite uh, quite excited about this release. Great. And, um, yeah, half of it was recorded here on Salt Spring Island, where I live. And uh, we have some guest artists uh, that will delight the listener. So Communion will be coming in September. Wonderful. We look forward to that. Now, I just wanted to ask you about the um, Beluga grads, which you mentioned earlier. They're now in the age group of sort of 18 to 35, and some of them will be having children of their own. So what, what do you want to say to those people that grew up with your music? Well, first, I would ex- I extend my love to uh, all those who were younger and listening to me in their formative years. And uh, I just uh, feel excited to uh, think that we might connect again uh, now in their mature years, so that we can co-create a world fit for children, as they say at the United Nations. Um, to the Beluga grads, I would say that, you know, as you look forward, uh, you have much reason to be concerned about this planet that uh, uh, more and more we're hearing about is, uh, you know, in crisis in various uh, aspects in its life support systems. And, you know, you're... you're at an exciting time in human uh, history where the choices that you make will uh, define whether humanity makes it through this uh, makes it through this bottleneck that we're in this um, this dangerous passage as peter senge put it so i would say live along your highest spiritual aspirations and take the time have the courage to listen to the signs of the times to uh, to be in communion with the the vital signs of our age, uh, to go deep and reflect within yourself. What kind of life do you want for yourself? What are your core values? Do the principles of child honoring speak to you? Does the covenant speak to you? Will you join us in this work of making a new covenant with which we can uh, you know, engage a compassion revolution on behalf of the world's children by which we create a revolution in values in every sector of society, um, these are the, the the questions that I would bring forward to Beluga grads, and uh, and I hope to hear from all those in your audience who uh, who might consider themselves Beluga grads. Of course, there are also Beluga moms and dads, <laughs> Beluga grandparents. <laughs> Absolutely, we all, all listen to the music and joined in. We're coming up to the uh, the end of the show, uh, Rafi. So, are there any special, specific initiatives at the center you'd like to talk about? Yes, we're going to uh, translate the covenant into French and Spanish and uh, design beautiful covenant posters, so some people might be up for funding that aspect of the work. We're going to also have a children and nonviolence initiative for faith leaders. I've already started this work, and we need funding to complete it. Um, Prince Al-Hassan bin Talal of Jordan uh, has lent his name to the campaign, and I will be approaching the Dalai Lama and Bishop Tutu, and many of the, uh, you know, uh, head imams and the um, leading rabbis uh, of our time, many other faith leaders of the world, to ask them to come together and issue a, a joint declaration that calls for the ban of the physical punishment of children. And I think uh, this is something that is doable. I think our world needs it. 
It would be a historic day when the world's faithful hears from their uh, spiritual leaders that we must no longer uh, physically punish children. Well, that's a, an absolute wonderful note to, to finish on. Rafi, this has been an absolute delight, and you have taken on a huge project, and I really hope you get the support that you deserve to have for this work. And I'm looking forward to coming for a visit to Salisbury Island. All right. Thank you so much, Peter, and thank you for your work as well. Bless you. Well, bless you. Thank you so much indeed. So I, uh, I, I really hope that uh, our listeners took this particular program to heart because it is something that's dear to my heart and we really, really need to work with our children and to support them in the most honoring, respectful way that we can. So a big thank you to Rafi for giving his time today. Now next week's show is quite different. I have on my show Richard Leviton, who is an expert geomancer. Richard has the ability to clairvoyantly see the mythical landscape of our world, the landscape that fits over the three-dimensional realm that we see um, and connects the energies from the invisible realms, from beyond this realm, into the physical and how important it is for us to connect with sacred sites around the world so that we can work with the land formations in bringing spirit into our world, a time when we have abused our land and not co-created with it. And Richard will give us some insights into the importance of connecting spiritually with our land. And I really uh, am looking forward to that show. He will be talking about some of the sacred sites, well-known sacred sites around the world, places like uh, Sedona, and Glastonbury, Machu Picchu, Renle Chateau, but he'll also be talking about some of the developing sacred sites that are um, not well known but are becoming prominent in the world. So I'm looking forward to spending that time with Richard next week. And I'm sorry that we are running out of time today. I would really like to thank Rafi for the wonderful show and his music today and giving us such uh, hope in terms of honoring our children. I hope you've enjoyed the show, and I particularly thank you for listening today. I am uh, about to engage in some very significant work uh, in terms of heart-centered living and all of the different shows that we have had on the air for this particular series of shows gives you all of the background you need to have to live your life consciously and from your heart. So please feel free to visit the archive. This is Peter Tung, wishing you a very good day. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tung for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.